Welcome to Being Human. This week, my guest is Jan Oka Jonsson. He's the author of Evolution in Reverse, Demystifying My Epilepsy, Forget Everything You Know About Therapy. Um, we know each other as both having been uh, patients at the, the Primal Centre in Los Angeles, uh, both having worked on difficult birth experiences. So I'm delighted to have you on, on the show. Welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> right. Uh, and we, just before we came on air, we talked about whether the, the title, in fact, the title of your book and whether it was really about you having solved your epilepsy or, or cured your epilepsy. Um, and you hesitate to say that you've done that um, but you, it's true to say, right, you, you now have um, a completely different relationship to, to your epilepsy than when you started on, on your journey, right? Totally, totally, yes, yes. I would say I, I achieved what I wanted to achieve. Okay. And I, 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 the, the fantastic thing, I could throw away my medication and I've been able to, to live a very normal life. Right. Normal in quotes, because I have never been normal. Okay, yes. And, and of course, what's extraordinary about this story is that uh, many people see ep epilepsy as something they, they simply have to learn to live with, right, through various techniques and through medication and so on. Um, but your story is one of having overcome it and, and have a you know, completely different relationship to it, right? Yeah, that's true. I would say, though, the reason for my epilepsy will always be there. So in one way or the other, I, I will always have some primals coming up now and then. Okay. Well and let's well let's start with that then. So so primals coming up, that's going to be uh unfamiliar terminology for some people listening to this. So right. um what well, so should we start with that then? You know, what what do we mean by a primal and what role has it played in your um healing from from epilepsy or well uh well i let's let's uh go uh, 30 40 years back in time i i was 40 when i went off jano the first time more or less and, and when you say jano and sorry again i just for people who are completely new to this you're talking about arthur janov arthur jano yes yeah, primal screen. Uh, uh, prime, uh, to a primal institute in, in, in Beverly Hills. And uh, at the same time, I went into uh, to, uh, Rolfing. Actually uh, recommended by people in the primal institute, by his wife, Vivian. I went up to Boulder. I had a, a, a job in Boulder at the same time. Uh, and Boulder was the center for a lot of uh, gurus during the 70s and 80s. And uh, among others, Ida Rolf had had her center in uh, Boulder for many years. So uh, I went up there during the, my time in the Primate Institute and went through a very rough session. Uh, and uh, let's say I had been in primate therapy for two years. So, and when I went back home to Sweden in uh, January 1980. Uh, and um, what happened then, one evening when I went to bed, uh, suddenly I came home from the sunny 
LA. I came back home to Sweden uh, uh, in uh, January when it's normally winter, dark, uh, darkness falls so hard. And and I I, I came from the sunny side of life in California and I got a little depressed. And one evening I went into bed and I thought I was going to have a, uh, an epileptic seizure. And for the first time, that never became an epilepsy. It became a, a, a terrible feeling when I, 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 I like a, a, a small baby, was, was, couldn't get out. I couldn't get out. I, I couldn't breathe. I was kind of choking. And, and that was my first primal. It lasted for a couple of hours. I mean, it's very hard to describe it because you, there's no word when, when it happens. It's just a feeling. You say you're in a different world. You're moved back more than 40 years in time. But at the same time, when I came out of that, it was an incredible release, relief, relief. Uh, I, I suddenly knew that what my, what my epilepsy was. Right. And after that, uh, I, I went to quite a few uh, re uh, retreats we had in Europe together with Art and the Primal Institute. I think we had five, six during the 80s. And every time of Art Janu loved to, to bring me into my, 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 my uh, primus, which was kind of a, 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 a entertainment session for the whole group. <laughs> And and uh, I could just enjoy it, and uh, terrible things happened. Uh, one one of these meetings, I I came out of with imprints all over my head, blue and black, uh, because they had tried to 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 suck me out with a a a uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call that in English? A tongue. Forceps. Forceps. Uh, with, no, no, no. With with with, with an instrument. Yeah, suck me out. And the imprints come out all, all over my head. And like that, uh, but uh, during all the, uh, the uh, 80s and five years into the 90s, 15 years, I was in my career. So once in a while, I went to retreat and went through this, back to my medication, and I... I, I, I it turned out that I, 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 I felt better and better, and uh, my career went extremely well. I was, I get more job than I really should have taken on. And, and, but suddenly I took a job which was too big. It was in the beginning of the 90s when all Europe was in big crisis. And I, 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 I get a feeling that either I die or I stop working. So '95, I decided to to go into um, some treatment and and uh, stop working and and I threw away my medication and and uh, day and night for two years I was went through uh, epileptic primals uh, epilepsies were turned into primals. It was two terrible years because I threw my medication and. I couldn't really handle, I couldn't get into the primers as quickly as needed. So some, sometimes it turned into a, a, a seizure because I had thrown away all medications. Right. Uh, and, and, uh, but 
let's say over a couple of years, the I didn't didn't need the, the medication. It was all primers. Wow! So this it, it changed my life. I I mean I I turned into a different person in a way. I I I get more sensitive. I I no doubt for. 40 years, I had extreme help of my strong epileptic medication. I was, even if I was not, an, I wouldn't say I was an extremely insensitive person. It did help me through a lot of stress, this medication. And when I threw away that, it, it's like I, I had to face new challenges. Okay, so let me let me just make, make some sense of what, what you've just described then. So you, you, you've, you've been on, on medication for 40 years. Uh, and you started this this epilepsy. Yeah, from the, from I was twenty until I was fifty five. Thirty five years. So thirty. So from when you're twenty till you're fifty five, you're on this epileptic yeah. medication. When you're forty, you go out to California. Yeah. And you experience primal therapy. Yeah, and I I took my, my med- I I didn't throw away my medication at that time. I still used my medication. So, so that. Fifteen years prior to this point, you're still on your medication. You've gone out to 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 partake in primal therapy, in which you start to represence your birth experience, and you start to have what you just describing as a, as, a, as primal epilepsy yeah, yeah, or primal yeah. seizures, right? So where you you're having something like the epileptic seizure, the seizure that you were having before, but the consciousness is different. Yeah, and right? I, I, I wasn't scared of the epilepsy anymore because I, I knew that my epilepsy was this birth pain. Yeah. So it was just a question of being patient enough and uh, to, 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 to get used to letting the feelings come up. It's easy to say get into a primal, but I tell you, it's a piece of art. To a uh, uh, sick piece of art <laughs> to to get into a primal, uh, and uh, you have to wait for the moment. And when art has an extremely good expression for going into a female, he says, "Just lie back and feel the stab of the pain." Okay. Yeah, right. that that you ha- you have to take that moment. And I had a I lived in a way so I had a very protected house. And I I could go down in my basement and and scream and do whatever I wanted because I didn't scare anyone. And they knew. My family get used to it. My wife got used to it. She, she even filmed me. Right. And, I, and this, I, this is when you first started doing it in your early 40s? Or is this later? No, 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 no. I'm talking about 95 when, when I'm getting uh, really decided to to just not having to do it in uh, in retreats, but do it full time. Okay, I, so, so for 15 years, just because I really want to give the audience a, a sense of this journey. Yeah, here, yeah I, I, I can say that. For me, it's... it's yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. I understand you. So you're, you're dipping into this, right? You're kind of getting some experiences of this primal. You're starting to build a different relationship with your epilepsy, but you're still on your medication. You're still yeah, working. I, 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 I still hadn't, didn't have the, let's say, the economic stability. So I, I needed to work. I had families to, to take care of. Uh, I, and I had an extremely fun life. 
and and I didn't want. I I knew already in 1980 that one day I have to stop working and 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 full time get into the primary. Uh, oh, okay. So if that's the same situation, I would say 95% of primary people have. They don't really dare to get full time into there. And they don't have the time. They don't have the possibility. It's a social, psychological, cultural uh, adventure. Right. You, need, you, you really need to have to go your own way. Right. So, but, you're, but, but you certainly, you're, you're starting to, to develop this, this different relationship. You're allowing yourself to have what we both know as primal experiences where you're re-presencing this, this historic pain. Um, but you're keeping the rest of your life going until you hit a point 15 well, years. Well, I say either I die or I, I, I go into primal. And at this age, you're, you're 55 and you're like, okay, at this point, I've got to go full into this. I can't. Yeah, and and I, can't. I, need, I need to tell you another story there. When I was 54, I remarried for the third time and got a daughter. And I decided I want to live and, and follow her and, and give her a, a better life than, than, than I had done to my first family. So that was kind of my, my motivation. That was my deep motivation for doing this. Right. And you'd seen enough evidence from the work you'd done that this was something that was going to seriously oh, I tell, help. You. I tell you, she is a primal child, and she is more. She she, she has a lot of the the the, the same the same uh, temperament, and I was a personality I have myself. But she has been saying all the time, and she has been listened to, and she has been taken care of in a way. So. She even met Art. We, we went down to France into Saint-Tropez and met him in France a few years ago before he so died. Is, right. And this, again, for the listeners, this is Arthur Janov. Arthur Janov, um, yes. Who, who yes. created uh, Primal Therapy and his wife, uh, France, yeah. who's still alive. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They had their summer house in, in Saint-Tropez, so that's close yeah. to Spain. Yeah, where, where you spend a lot of time, right? In Spain. Yeah, I live in Spain. I, I'm, 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 I, I, I have... I paid taxes in Spain, so I, I, I ought to be considered as a Spanish citizen almost. Right. Okay, so I, so I get that. So at 50 or 4, you've... But my you've heart is Swedish. My heart is Swedish. Okay. And uh, 54, you, you've, you, you've, you've got a daughter and it, and it reaches 55 and either you do this or you die, right? So yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You throw the medication and what, you give up work? Totally, totally. I mean, I, 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 I was two, three years. I did nothing else than uh, than take care of of of, of my great, right. crazy uh, birth for two, three years. It was. I will tell you, it. I went through hell. It. I, I, I would prefer if I should do it again to go through hell than to go through my my this experience over two, three years. But having done it, I would say I don't regret it. That's the best thing I ever did. But I, 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 I wouldn't believe it's possible to do it. But it was. Right. It was. We are stronger and, than we think. And, and so give people a, 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 a taste of this daily regime then for, for two years. Well, yeah, I did. You say I, I, I changed many things. I changed my diet. I, I, I changed the way I lived. I, 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 spent, I could spend many hours a day with this. The same time I went into homeopathy. Homeopathy, what do you say in English? Homeopathy. 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 
Yeah. Uh, and and at the same time, I, I I went through a clean out of 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 infections. I I had been carrying my life, and that almost killed me as well. So I get shingles for four months. I was more or less, I would say, almost dead for four months when I went through that, and my whole body was bubbling of of, of viruses which went out of my body. And it worked extremely well together with my 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 primal experiences. So I was weak, and I I had I had no defenses. I mean, things just bubbled out of me. The 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 birth. I, I would say I had a fairly normal life as a child. I had a mother who loved me from I was born till till she died when I was sixty five. So uh, I I I I didn't have a lot of terrible experience as a child. More than my birth, and that was enough. So I could go straight to 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 the source of my pain. So I I had a father who didn't like me very much, and that I co- I in the beginning that put a break on what happened. Not very much, really. He he liked me, but. He had his problems, so he didn't dare to show who he was. It was more that it was a problem that than that he he molested me. He didn't. Right, and and I think this is something that's not. Sorry, go on. Yeah, and I grew up in a a extremely nice environment. Not, well, nice and crazy. I grew up in in a a, in a university. Uh, I mean. Uh, I would say well educated, nice, well behaving people. Uh we had good economy, everything was well arranged for us. And uh the problem is that my my that was when we first discovered I was not normal uh because of my birth. I was these days I had surely been given medication for uh ADA uh, what do you call it, DH. ADHD. ADHD. Uh, and I, I, I couldn't stand uh, my high school. I, I went out. I, I, I had a, a uh, four or five years when I really lived a wild life. When I was between uh, 15, 16 and 20, before I developed epilepsy. I was on my way into the theater to be a, a, an, an, an artist. But uh, I developed epilepsy the same month I was going to start my 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 theater school so um, that changed my life totally and during seven eight following years when i get the epileptic medication i could finish my high school university and get a a a business management degree right so it was this medication that really yeah that saved my life life. saved my life it's extremely important to mention i mean I, I I don't like a lot of what the pharmaceutical industry is doing, but uh, it they saved my life, no doubt. Right, and and that flip between when you so you said you had what you had wild teens. It sounds like fifteen until twenty, but then you get this medic. Then you start to get epilepsy, and what and some of the wildness dissipates. I mean, totally, how does that totally overnight? Overnight, from the moment I got the epileptic medication, I I realized. I don't want to continue what I'm doing. I, I, I tried everything, everything, you, 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 you name it, and I, I'm sure I've been through it. Uh, 
And uh, then I suddenly decided I, 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 I want to leave Sweden. So I went two years to Copenhagen. I worked as a, 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 a um, uh, not as a journalist, but as a correspondent. Uh, I worked for uh, a hat company, Stetson. So uh, I, that was my first contact with the United States. Right. Uh, and when uh, these two years in Copenhagen, I, 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 because when I grew up as a small child, I, I lived together with Danish people. So I, I, I had a dual language. I, I was uh, Danish for me. Danish is an, an ugly, difficult language. Uh, but I, I, I learned it as a, a two, three-year-old. So when I come to Copenhagen as 20 years old, took me two months and I speak Danish, which the Danes think I'm Danish, but I'm not. I'm Swedish. Uh, and, and, but okay, be, living in Copenhagen, I found out I, 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 I think I can't work the rest of my life being smarter than my bosses. I need to get education so I can take that job. And I did. took me five, six years to, 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 to work. To, to study enough to, to be able to get the work. And in two, three years, my, I, I made a quick career and, and was on my way. Right. And 74, I read The Primal Scream, and then I decided within five years I'm going to L.A. And that, that's how it all worked out. Right, and the, but there was a reading your book. There was a precursor to you reading Primal Scream, right? You did you did a a test, an evaluation evaluation test that looked at your self awareness, right? And is that where did that play in in terms of when you first started to get a, become aware of uh, you might you might want to look uh, look beyond your medication in terms of uh, addressing your epilepsy. I'm not sure I understand. So, um, so you was there anything that happened before reading the Primal Screen book? Um, oh, you see, you see the, the the fantastic thing with my Primal Screen reading was that I met a man in Copenhagen. His name was Merla Anderson, and he was a friend of Ortiz, the guy in New York who was the first man to discover primal therapy, uh, the, the, the primal experiences, which later Artiano picked up. So I knew the guy who did the first prime, made the first primal happen to Artiano. So my friend was the friend of Art Ortiz. So I have been through these things for so many years. So I, 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 and he told me, he said, I, I said, I have some problems in my life, etc. Well, son, no problem. Read Primal Scream, he said, and, and, and uh, you can go to L.A. and they fix it for you. <laughs> right. So it, I would say it was just by, 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 by luck I met this guy, and he convinced me and gave me an advice to, to read the Primal Scream, and I did it. And the same day I, I read the book in three, four hours, I decided this is it. I'm going to LA. And and uh, yeah, that's how it started. Right. So it was, it was a friend of yours who knew Ortis, and it may be useful for the listeners. So just describe what happened with Ortis. So he 
he kicked this. To, he was a performance uh, artist. Otis was the guy who who uh, uh, destroyed uh, grand pianos in New York in the uh, 60s, 70s. And he still does. He's still alive. He's still alive. It's fantastic. Uh, and uh, one guy from L.A. came to New York. Danny was his name. And uh, when he made a, a provo- provocative session, this uh, Raphael Ortiz, uh, Danny threw himself on the floor in a tantrum and, and, and had a, what, what we would call today, a kind of a, a, a primal. If there was an ab reaction or a real primal, we will never know. But uh, then he went to uh, LA and Art met him. And he talked to Art about what had happened to him in, in New York. And Art said, do it again, do it again. And he provoked him. And the first primal was, was, was born. And uh, uh, one year later, Art wrote the, the primal scream and made his, his fortune. He sold more than one million. And so he became an economic independent, which is, which is the secret about Art Yano. He was became an independent. He didn't need to listen to any other therapist. He could leave all of them, work all on his own. And that, right. that's the greatness of Art Yono. He became independent and could do whatever suited him. Right. So his his genius was allowed to to, to flourish. You know, to fly, yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. Um, uh, so, so, that, so that's 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 interesting because. I realized if I worked enough so I could make myself independent economically, I could behave a way where I could let my primers fly. That's why I see most people who succeed in primal therapy have this safety net around them, which allow them to be themselves. They're not depending on families. They're not depending on, on money or people around them. They, 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 they can follow, follow their own mind, which I yeah. think is extremely important. And I, yeah, I think, if I'm not totally wrong, I think you have the same background yourself. Yeah. So my experience with primal therapy is is uh, we I think we've done it slightly differently in the sense that I've done it more um, continuously. Yeah. Uh, and but my experience has been absolutely that it's just as sort of debilitating, right? I mean, if if I re-experience or represents my highly traumatic birth experience, I I feel that stab of pain acutely. And I can spend hours, sometimes days, sobbing and gurgling and thrashing around and allowing all of the, all of what my body needs to do in order to yeah. process. Or, or, what, or what your body can allow you to do, because there is a limit when you get so exhausted, you need to put the brake on it. Right, exactly. Uh, and, and so, what, yeah, so I've been in a position where I've... Um, yeah, I, I've been able to spend periods working part time or having breaks uh, between contracts. But yeah, my particular economic position where I've been able to um, access a contract market where I can spend a short period of time making a relatively large amount of money and then not work for a bit or be in a position where I can work part time but still earn which, enough. Which I think is extremely important if you want to be successful in primary. Yeah, and that has allowed because I think there's a certain falling apart which comes with entering this process 
which is why so few take this path, right? Because uh, I think intuitively people know that once they open, in fact, you reference Pandora's book, box in your, in your book, but once you open that box, uh, all, all, all the demons are going to be released from it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and the interesting thing is it takes some time as well to, to, to um, accept that you are living in a crazy world. So you have a lot of crazy people around you. But after a couple of years, you accept that. We are, we are not the same, all of us. But, I mean, at the beginning, you are so extremely primal-oriented, so you don't think you can be able to, to lay, live with crazy people. But you can, in a certain way, if I, if I don't decide how you are going to live. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose in my, my experience hasn't been that I've sort of identified the people around me as being crazy. Um, no. Just or, maybe highly sceptical of this path, yeah. right? Yeah. I tell you, I tell you something. I say the same thing as I always said. No one has ever asked me about primal therapy, how it works. No one. And know? Art said that. Yeah. And there's a reason why people would not, you know, it, it, it's completely logic to, logical to me that somebody Yeah, to would me too, to it. me too. But, I mean, it's, it's interesting. That's the evidence of how difficult it is. Right, exactly. And, and I think this is, this is a facility that us as human beings have. But there's, it, it, it seems to me that there's been very little time in, for very few individuals in human history, would they have had the space uh, to invest in this kind of work, right, on themselves. Yeah. But I, I would say I would say something which may surprise you. I think uh, neurosis and repressions—that's one of the secrets of 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 uh, of the, the the standard we have that that things work. I mean, if Steve Jobs hasn't hadn't been uh, neurotic, we we wouldn't have the iPhone. I mean, and, and whatever. I mean, to make this kind of crazy things, you need to have some some neurotic energy. So neurotic energy is is part of life, right? That, yeah. That's what I've come to, and I, it doesn't scare me at all. But the problem is when there are too much or too little of everything. I mean, that's when things start to go wrong. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose the the intuition I had that my neuroses, to use that word, were getting out of hand and were becoming destructive for my life. And uh, Yeah, but you mean, I mean, a, a certain amount of neurosis is good for you. Right, yeah. You yeah. can't just lie, lie, lie back and <laughs> you, you need to have some ambition. Right, exactly, those, those right. drives. Um, and I suppose for people listening, uh, they may, may hear the word neurotic and they may think about, I don't know, it's a to difficult be, word. It's a difficult. Yeah, right. Uh, the risk of being sexist, maybe a you know a, a, a hysterical woman or something, or a nervous nervous person, neurotic person, an anxious person. But but here we're using the, the term neurotic slightly differently. Could you could you yeah. elaborate? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, I think uh, when 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 something happens to you, which, which is more painful than you can. Uh, Handled. That's when
you when you when you uh, well, how should I express it? It's when your organ is 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 putting uh, repression on you, so so you don't feel the pain, but the pain is still there. But the pain is 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 not only negative; it it's it's working in a constructive way, giving you energy to to compensate for the pain, uh, and and and. Uh, that's what I call for neurosis, because then you often do things which are not uh, the true, the 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 the, the um, sole reason for your uh, the, the your pure needs. When you're doing more than your pure needs, that's when you're acting in a neurotic way. When you're never ever satisfied. When you never really uh, got enough. When, when your system doesn't really feel when you got enough. That's the difference now. When I see, I can laugh at myself because I have been extremely neurotic. Uh, and sometimes I say, hey, what I'm doing, I'm falling into my old trap of being limited less. Uh, and I can laugh and, and, and lay back and say, hey, that was then. Uh, that's the difference. as of and did for 55 i know i had the same sense that there's something that isn't right about some of my drives i mean i've i've had a neurosis with in terms of substance abuse uh sexual sexuality you know that those were the areas that were um king for me uh and at some level i knew that a lot of this behavior wasn't right but yeah you're you're right you see like you're on train tracks there's this compulsion is there's you know in your heart that this isn't right but i mean for for between 1980 or 1955, I mean, I didn't work eight-hour days. I worked 16-hour days all the time. I never took any holidays. I mean, I, 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 I woke up six o'clock in the morning and, and wanted to go to the job. So I, 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 people didn't say anything, but I, I, I understood they thought I was crazy. And I was in a way, so... Um, Right. But I mean, many people loved you because uh, things got done. And, right, uh, right. Yeah. They could always yeah, trust I... that when they sent me into a big different project, I, 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 I didn't give up until it was done. Yeah. And I didn't understand then that it was the cost of my, my health. Right. And that's right. And, and then what's interesting in society is that those neurotic drives that that um, result in very high productivity are celebrated, right? Oh, we, yes. Oh, yes. Very much so. Especially in the American system. Yeah. So another reason. And that was something that I had to adjust to in terms of my ego was, and still wrestle with sometimes, right, to choose this path of opening up Pandora's box, going into my pain, allowing myself to fall apart, allow, you know, I, I, my ego really resists that because it wants to, because I, because it wants me to be productive and celebrated uh, in the world. And, and, get, the and, applause, and get the applause for being clever and be, being yeah, productive. Exactly. And not a kind of dribbling mess on the floor. But then there's another part of me that knows I need to, I need to be that wreck, that mess to, to heal.
And that's interesting because I, 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 I never worked for money. I worked for appraisal. Money wasn't an appraisal for me. I, 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 I would say I earned too little money in my life, uh, really. I, I, I don't, I, I, I'm not uh, going to call it, uh, sorry about it, but uh, I, I was depending on what people thought about me. I, I, I wanted them to think I was clever and I was smart and, and, and I, I, I could do things others couldn't do. That, that was what I was working for. I, if I'd been uh, less neurotic and, and instead worked for money, I think I could have stopped working earlier. Right. You, can you follow yeah. me? Yeah, yeah, no, I see that, yeah, yeah. Um, but finally you get, just to come back to your story, so you get to 55, finally you just say, okay, I am going to let go. I'm going to give up the job. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to allow myself to just go, go into this. Um, you, you spend two years. What, you're, so every day you're allowing yourself to go into these primal experiences. Yeah. And I would say uh, two years, extreme years. But then I would say up till uh, around, uh, I was about 65. It took that time to come back uh, slowly to find a new uh, rhythm in my life to sleep as a normal person, to, to read as a normal person, to, to stay at home, to take care of my daughter, to start playing golf, uh, and, and uh, to, to, to like doing things other people normally do. Uh, looking at a new car, buying a new car. I mean, I didn't get a damn about this thing when I was in my career. And, and doing thing, normal things. And uh, when I was close to 70, I decided to write the, the, my, my story. And uh, five years later, when I was 75, I say, you know, I need some new challenge. I, I, I never start, done anything with music in my whole life. I need to understand what the note is. Uh, so I at least can, can understand the sing, do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, si, la, so. Uh, and 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 uh, I started uh, taking music lessons and started playing the tenor sax when I was 75. I thought I was crazy. I was too old to do that. No. And I found a teacher who, who liked what I did. So we became friends. A young guy, he's certainly the most same per- person I ever met in my life. So we're having a great time. So I'm on my fourth year now with the sax. So now I can start playing jazz uh, at least. Uh, Help, so I, I, I can hear myself what it is. I can't play with, in an orchestra because there are not people around me who, who is playing and the young people don't want to play with a guy of 80. Well, who knows? You can't no, 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 no. Oh, well, they, they can do it if they're polite. That's not the question. I mean, I can't. It would have been nice if you had a gang of, 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 of crazy guys, 75, 80, who made a... Well, maybe that's your next project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tell you, uh, it's working that way because I met a couple of guys who also decided to start. So let's see what happens. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, now I, I, I got uh, prostata, but uh, let's see what. They are clever, so maybe they can cut it out. 
Right. So the, you, uh, right. And we, we spoke a few days ago and you said you were going into hospital to. Yeah. To, yeah. They found out I need, I need to be treated. So let's see. I, I, I'm in the middle of a process now. They're going up to take cell samples next week. And, and, uh, let's say if I might have to go through an operation during the summer. Okay. Well, I hope. Um, it's funny because all my vital signs has been excellent. So. I, I believed all too much. You said if you have uh, vital signs are good, you won't you won't risk anything. But I tell you, I have excellent signs both in blood pressure, the the level of blood sugar and, and pulse and everything. But doesn't help. Maybe I have got prostate cancer in spite of that. Right, but but that's extremely common, right? I mean, yeah, it is, it is, it is for men of your age. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm fucking too too little because when I was young, you, you I could change wife every second year, and <laughs> right? That, that's so, that's, so that, that, those days are gone, right? Right, right. Um, but, uh, so are my hormones, right? Right, um, that's yeah. why I play the tenor sex instead, yeah. Well, some people say it's better than. <laughs> than <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've never well, played. Well, sex. I don't know. I don't know. I I have nothing against. I had nothing against sex. It was part of the best thing you had. Right. Okay. And <clears throat> so, so to go back to this recovery, so ten years. I mean, that's that's a long that's a long time. That sounds like a long time, doesn't it? So so two years you're doing doing this extreme work, and then and. And, and you're doing this all by yourself, or are you using therapists during this period? No, uh, let's. Uh, I, I, I. No, I didn't. I didn't. I. Well, I. I was a lucky guy because I. 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 I started early to to communicate with arts, and art and I have been in in, in contact over all the years. So I, I emailed with art during these years, and and continued to do until he died. So and I was always on his blogs as well. But he 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 helped me a lot, and uh, it didn't cost me a cent. He did everything for free. He, he liked he, he loved me. He liked me very much, and he used me when he wrote his books. I've been writing quite a few pieces in his books. Right. So uh, we 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 understood each other very well. So you had and, you had correspondence with Arthur Janov, the, the originator yeah, of yeah. We met during the retreats, and we became friends. He he always called me his pal, and I I think I was kind of his pal, right? And so just to describe for people what is this process you go through then? So so you're you're not doing this with a therapist. You're doing this on your your own. It, how does this happen? You know, what's the thought process? Yeah, what, it's interesting what? because I met I met Art Art Jano in the uh, retreats. And normally when I, I was on, on the verge of going into a primal, he always said, go with it, Jan, go with it, Jan. And when I was by myself over all these years, every time I went into it, I could hear Jot Jan say, go with it, Jan. <laughs> he was in the room in, in an imaginary way. So, uh, and, and afterwards I could... In the morning, quickly write him an, an, an email, and he answered normally within five minutes. Uh, short comment, always immediately and short comments, what you thought about it. Okay. And uh, he was the guy who said to me, you need to read, write about this. Uh, write about this. Mm. And when, 
And when you hear his voice saying, go with it, what exactly, blow by blow for people? Because this... Because then I, then, I felt, then I felt... Then I had the same feeling I had in the uh, retreats. I felt 100% safe. I just let go. And when you let go, what, what happens? So... Oh, I could start... I could, it could, could start with... I get a, a numb feeling from my mouth, my teeth, up over my head, and and suddenly it could go in, down into my respiratory, and my tongue could fall into my to my throat, and I I could suddenly, think, you know, I and I, I could get the feeling I was choked and I was dying, and suddenly I I said oh, and and I I let go I I said okay I'm dying, and suddenly I I. I, I I could, within minutes or maybe half an hour, I could wake up and feel better than ever. That's about the process. Yeah. Could take one to two hours, this, sometimes three hours, but it was this kind of process. It's always started with me getting into a pressure in, the, uh, in my mother, um, my nose being squeezed, I've been strangled, I, my tongue falling into my... And even the feeling of being anesthetized by 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 different um, um, medias, right? So that's how it worked. And is there a trigger to this, or do you just kind of sit sit on your couch or your bed and think, right, okay, I'm ready to have a primal? I mean, what what was no, the no 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 no? That's another good point. It normally happens when I go to bed and have slept one to one and a half hour. When I get just the same moment I go into my REM sleep, that's when it happens. Okay. It's very closely connected to my REM sleep. It is still. I mean, every time I have never, all my epilepsy and everything I've had in my life has been connected to my REM sleep. So, and so the same with my primals. They are extremely connected to my REM sleep. Right. So, and even when you started to experience epilepsy right back in your teens, this this would happen at, at night. With this, yeah, this, yeah, 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 exactly the same. Yeah, it has a couple of times has ha- happened during the nighttime, but then normally after I've been inducing uh, something, okay, like, like uh, or or exhausted myself. Uh, I've had a few times when I was young when when the, these things happened, but I was then in a state which was very close to what REM sleep was, in a way. I, I, I should really have been sleeping. It's like the body uh, did it its own way. Okay. Can yeah. you follow me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a kind of a waking sleep. That, yeah, that yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. And, and the big difference is, and you don't say you're cured, but the big difference is now versus when you had those seizures in the past was now you're, you're fully... In, you're, you're consciously aware of what's happening to you and you could stop it at any moment, whereas previously it had you. Yeah, it had me until I, I woke up from unconsciousness. Right, right, okay. So it's... Um, and, so, and, and, and so now what do you... Looking back now, how do you view those seizures? You know, how do you see them now? 
Ja. Uh, I think I, 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 I uh, in relation to other epileptics, I'm glad I used the, the, the title demystifying my epilepsy because epilepsy is still there. And the reason for the epilepsy is still there is my birth primal. But if I can't handle my birth primal, it, is an, it turns into an epileptic seizure. Can you follow me? Yeah. So I can say I'm cured, but it not, it's not fair to other people who have epilepsy to say that because to, to, to cure your epilepsy, you need to, to have access to your feelings. And I mean, how in hell can people get access to their feelings if, if they happen during birth? I mean, very, very, very few people can do that. You have to be extremely lucky or to, to, to enter into circumstances where luck plays a bigger role than you believe. Right. Yeah. No. A meeting, I meeting, go, going into to rolfing and primary therapy at the same time was my luck, because the treatment in the um, rolfing was that with the uh, deep tissue massage, which Ida Rolf developed, she could take away the defenses which over the years had had developed in my body, and they took away too much of that. I I I I I I could get into seizures, but then suddenly, when I understood what Jana uh, was saying, I could turn them into to feelings. So there's this this connection. Can you follow me? Yeah, yeah, and we've actually had a role for on the show in the previous episode. Yeah, and I think right. that's yeah. I know I can understand that. And I've had my own experience of rolfing. In fact, it was you that amongst the few others, but really turned me on to rolfing as a yeah. compliment to, to doing and that's, that. That's, that's a sad thing in, 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 in my connection with Janov and Anita Rolf is that, that they couldn't work together. They couldn't stand each other. And because that, that's the, I would say that's the failing link in primal therapy because both of them are, are natural and healthy treatments. And 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 they they but on 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 different ends of the same problem, right? And and yeah, our test trade rolfing, by the way, in SLM, uh, but he wasn't apparently he had a, a bad rolfer. And this I, is the Esalen Institute in California, where you can do rolfing. Yeah, right? yeah, that's where, where, where that's where. Ida Rolf started. Right. Most, sure. most of the therapies started up in Esalen. So, so. Yeah. Yes. And so my experience is I get, if the primal therapy, I can um, start to, to break down my defenses through a, a conversation, a dialogue with a therapist or over time kind of with myself. But then uh, with Rolfing, it's yeah. the bottom. An interesting right? thing, sometimes when you go to a Rolf and they treat you, Suddenly you can you can you can feel things coming up, memories. I remember one time we it was just a crazy thing. I came into his room and say, "Why do you wear your hat a, a little on 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 uh, what do you call it? Not straight. Uh, oh, you might say tilted. Yeah, on tilted, the hook. Yeah, a little tilted. And he started treating me, and suddenly a memory came up. 
because I started to wear a hat when I was 18. And people think I was cocky. And I was cocky. And and I decided I, I'm going to be cocky. That, that's when suddenly I say, because that was my defense. I, I was insecure and scared to death what people were thinking about me. But if I did think a little extreme, they 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 was irritated, but in a a a positive way. Right. So of course came up these these memories of of me being cocky and and why I was it and and it was the defense, and a lot of these things came up during rolfing, uh, small things which built on my 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 because the uh, reason for my. Uh, uh, the consequences of my birth and the pain I had made me uh, uh, over, uh, what do you call it, Act, uh, overactive. Mm. Uh, and that brought me into a lot of trouble because people couldn't stand my, 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 my extreme uh, energy. Right, and as you say, you may have been diagnosed as ADHD today. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately, they didn't give me a lot of medication to that because that would have killed me. Right. With, like they're killing a lot of other children today. Because yeah. people, the parents don't have the time to take care of them. Mm. It's normal that you are, you have some certain... <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's... Uh... It's, it's well. I suppose. I mean, that's just a theme more broadly in society, isn't it? Is that people having time and space to deal with their mental health issues? It's yeah, it yeah, yeah. Requires enormous investment. I mean, that's been my experience of, of taking this path. Is it's an enormous investment? Hours, thousands of hours. In my oh, case, yeah, dollars. I mean, I know you've done a lot of it, you know, by yourself. Um, it's it's and that's true of adults. That's true of of kids. It's. Um, we we have this facility within us to heal, but it's not without investment. Yeah, and, and I, so so one thing that we have in common is this birth experience, and and I am generally meeting with a great deal of skepticism whenever I talk about the fact that I had this difficult birth and it's had this major impact on my life. Um, I read in the book I thought it was interesting. You you watched a show in Sweden. Sorry, go on. You, you say. Yeah, no, I would say an, an interesting thing which happened to me, which is worth mentioning, is when I came back from L.A., 1980, I sat down with my mother, uh, and she had for 20 years said, yeah, your epilepsy is not my fault. And then suddenly we sat down in January 1980, and she started to crying and told me, Suddenly she had, I would say, almost a primal and told me everything about my birth process, how terrible I've been. We had almost going to die, both of us. Uh, and, 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 and she said, why did you do it? I said, well, I said, she had read in the Bible that she should give, she was religious, that she should give birth with pain. And she did everything she could. Uh, to 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 make my 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 birth process painful. I talk to a lot of people. I have uh, friends who are, who are uh, what do you call it? Are, are doctors giving helping um, people giving birth, etc. Is it possible? Can a woman do that? Not really, they say. But if she has decided, I mean, she can certainly. If there is a problem in the birth process, she can certainly make it worse. 
and she did. And and I tell you something, that experience with my mother was worth as much as my first experience with turning a an epileptic uh, thing into a a primal. The way she 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 left out herself and and gave me uh, told me about the birth process, which lasted for forty eight hours, and and she was. We were a totally different person, my mother and I. She uh, extremely calm. If she decided not to do a thing, I mean, she could certainly avoid doing it. And if she decided not to give birth uh, quickly. It certainly happened that way. And she was aware of that. My three uh, siblings, which came after me, were born within 20 minutes, all of them. She took all the time with me. But on the other hand, it, we, it made her very... Uh, she gave me a special treatment for the rest of her life. I mean, uh, we, well, wherever I was in my life, in, in the world, I, I always called my mother and talked talk to her. Not because I needed her, but I knew she needed more more than I needed her. So it's a reciprocal contact. Mm. I mean, I, 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 I got really the best out of her. And she, the best out of me. Because I loved her and uh, I knew she loved me. <laughs> So yeah. I, I, that's, uh, and that doesn't really fit when you talk to primal people. For most, most of them uh, uh, are are um, angry with their mothers or fathers. Right, and yeah, but, I mean, but I, I, I had, I, I loved my mother, and and in spite of she was the reason for my primal problem. It's an interesting thing. It's 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 so contradictory. So you you can't write about it. Yeah, and what I found in that process, I have to separate the two. I have to to separate the woman in front of me now, and the the, the mother I experienced at whatever point I'm working on in my past, and and they're two different beings. I can have yeah, compassion. That, that, that's, that's certainly a, almost a schizophrenic process. Yeah, right. True. It, yeah. it falls, it falls, finally, it falls into place, and you can live with both of them. Yeah. But that's a process, a difficult process in itself. Yeah, exactly. I because, and, and I think um, it's possible because one of them is a right brain and the other is a left brain thing. Mm. Yeah, that might be true. Yeah. Um, that ability to suppress feelings when we need to. Yeah, exactly, exactly. In order to interact. The other is to understand and reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and make these two go together. That's the problem. Right, right. Um, and that's why highly rational sort of shut down individuals can actually be very... No, you can, you mean you can read a chapter about that, but that doesn't make you very much wiser. You have to go through it over years to, 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 to really assimilate the subtleties of, 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 of that process. Mm. Yeah. Um, but coming back to the to the birth experience, which which you and I share, are difficult. I mean, yours was forty eight hours, mine was twenty four hours. But I I was pulled out with forceps. I wasn't pulled out with a cut, but um, I almost nearly died as well. And so we we had um, there's a lot of similarity there. Um, 
and I had a relatively nurturing childhood, right? I mean, yeah, there were some issues with, with my childhood, but um, the, the most of my pain was contained in my birth experience, not in my, in the, in, in the childhood. Um, and I, what was, what struck me in the book is you, you talked about writing a letter to the host of a TV show in Sweden. Uh, and there's the, this guy lasts Stromstedt. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, because... And, and he says something similar. He says, well, actually, my childhood was okay, but I had this really difficult birth experience, and I attribute that experience to some of the criminality that I engaged in in, in my youth. So, so tell us a little bit about that and the letter you wrote. Well, no, I, I mean, it brought, brought really up... I, I was furious when I saw the programme. And I, I uh, for many years, I liked this. Um, Lasse Holmqvist was the name of the host. I liked him for many years. When he said these things, he really stepped on me. And I, I so furious, I, I wrote this letter to him. And, and he mocked uh, this guy who'd, who'd attributed... Yeah, he did, he did, he did. And experience. this guy, I mean, he suffered all his life. He had a terrible, lousy life, criminal, and he did all the crazy things you could do. Because he did, and he didn't know why, but he had a feeling when they 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 what do you call it the um, God was around his umbilical cord, so he came out blue in the head. Or if I don't remember wrong, I haven't read that for many years now. But uh, um, it's interesting that you have read that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but what I like in the letter, and you cited research that suggests that those with an adverse birth experience are more susceptible to criminality. And there's actually this well, and I've read other studies about how a difficult birth can lead oh, to yes, crime oh, yes. and suicide. And so there's there's a great deal of research that suggests that I would say mo- most of the people sitting in prison has been some through something like that in their life, right. Right. But there's certainly a link. And, and I think that this, it's, it's almost as if we're at a place in society where people can, can kind of accept that childhood experiences can affect, um, the, you know, the adult personality or adult behaviors. But it seems to be a step too far for a lot of people to say, yeah, oh, no, it goes, it goes back before that, right? The yeah, birth because you can't, you, you can't it's these things you can't discuss with them. I mean, you, 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 you will never be able to, to, to put the, the judicial evidence on the table and if you can't do that our our society is not prepared to accept it mm. or, or, but, but you can i mean but interestingly in this case there is some research that exists yeah um, but this is not strong enough to be used in a a judicial trial mm. right right which is yeah yeah which is another place this may go in the future, right? That this start, let's we, this hope, start let's hope that enough, one day that it, that it gets applied in judicial processes, right? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so do you think you'll make it to, to 2023 uh, and to visit the, the La Belle Femme in, uh, in Paris? In Paris, uh, 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 2032. 32, not 23. Uh, 32. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. Uh, I hope, but I'm not so sure. I, 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 uh, maybe I, I'm a little hesitant what has happened to me now. And not only that, I mean, enough is enough. I mean, I've had a rich life. I, I would say I, 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 to live just to, 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 to go to Paris, 32, is 
I, 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 <laughs> I can lose it. Okay. I, I can lose it. My friend is sorry when I say that, but if I do, it's okay. If I doesn't, it's also okay. I, I, I had a goal when I, my daughter was born that I should live until, until she was 10 years old. Because that, anyway, I say if she can live and I can take care of her till she's 10, she is all set and nobody can really hurt her deep down. And now she's 25 and I have 15 extra years. So if I, I, I can live another year and see her walk out in, in, in a career, I, I'm satisfied. No, that's, that's, I'm that's satisfied. Right. So, uh, but I, 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 I like life. So uh, if I am feeling the way I'm doing now, except for the prostata, I, I certainly have nothing against being around. <laughs> you see, another thing what happens when you get up in the 80s is people around you are dying. They disappear, they get Alzheimer, they get dementia, uh, you can't talk to them, they don't remember things. But I, I have it close to me, so I see it every day. And and it's certainly not fun. Right. It's, it's it's a tragic tragedy. I mean, it's part of life. Life is that way. We are we are programmed to 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 last for a certain time, and to last until you're hungry. I think that's kind of an excess. <laughs> okay. So I but I I would say uh, it has been fantastic up till now. I'm seventy five now, seventy nine now. So it's it's a bit. I was, by the way, born the same day as John Lennon. So, John, uh, we always laughed about that. He right. was very much an exaggerated patient of Janov's. Janov right. used you you, you were the somewhat to, better patient, you might say. I was a much better patient, yes, I was. But uh, I, I, was, I didn't give him as much promotion as John Lennon did. John right. Lennon yeah. meant, meant a hell of a lot for... Janov's promotion. Extreme. Right, and for those who are unaware, John Lennon was a patient of Arthur Janov. And, uh, but, I mean, like Vivian, Vivian has said later, well, when, uh, when he went away from us, he went into drugs again. So he wasn't, he wasn't um, cured in any way. No, no. And I think he's just another example of the type of people who unwilling, not ready, um, don't have the resources. Well, in his case, he probably did have the resources. Uh, but I, resources, to, to but really I, did, I, did, the, I don't uh, think he had the patience to do it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, and where are you now with your, your primal process? So you, you had this 10 years where you said you, you, you sort of came back to normalcy. Do you, do you still engage in primal processes anymore? No, or how? Less, less and less. I don't need it. I don't need it. I, I, it's like it's fading away. It's there, but it's fading away. I, 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 I'm, I'm so relaxed. I, I, I very seldom go into exaggerations. And, um, and if I do, it's easy to stop it. And so just, and I, so how, I, often, I, how often will you have a primal experience like once a week once a month once every six months just to give people a sense well it can happen now and then in my dreams uh, as i say it a very short just like a um especially if uh, i i i i'm dreaming about people who i didn't have a good stay with 
uh, I won't want to mention any name, but uh, there is a person in my early life who who was wrong for me. And um, when this person appears in my dreams, it's like I'm getting into a, 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 a birth pain. Okay. It's very short. It's like a... A, a, a just a, an ignition into a primal, nothing more. And I know immediately what it's all about, and uh, it's gone. So right. it, it's less and less. It took many, many years to realize that this person was wrong for me. It was because I used this person as a defense against my father. And, and I didn't realize that until 40 years later. Right. And what you're and, and what I interpret is you saying there when you say de- defense against your father, it's like you you would rather um, orient your feelings towards that individual than the, the potentially the deeper feelings which which involve more pain that you might have had for your father. Exactly, so, exactly. You I know, mean, I, I use this person, use this person to make my father shut up because I knew he he admired that person extremely much. So uh, uh, it it was. kind of a trophy I didn't really like very much, but I could use it against my father right. in a very, very, very subtle way. Mm. Yeah. That's so, uh, life, yeah. And so, and so what I get from this is in terms of looking at the, 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 the conclusion of this process for you or not the conclusion, but where you got to in this process is, is, is this, this two year intense into investment you know, perhaps another eight years of slowly coming um, into some level of, of, of normalcy where it's less extreme and you're starting to, to, to develop a richer life. And, and then, right, from that point, from 65 to now you're 79, you've, set, you've now over that period reached a point where, is it true to say your epilepsy is, is, is virtually non-existent? Is that too strong? or? Uh, yes and no. I, I, in a way, it's too strong, but still, I, I, I would say epilepsy doesn't worry me. Uh, for 55 years, uh, so between 20 and 55, it was hunting me like a ghost. Let's say over the last 10 years, the ghost is gone. Right. Can you follow me? Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's, it's 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 a, a subtle way of saying that maybe the epilepsy is still there, but it doesn't doesn't haunt me. Right. Yeah. It and, doesn't and haunt me, and and I'm sure that my birth process made some harm to my brain, which which is uh, definite for the rest of my life in a way. I mean, right. if you have got some some damage to your brain, it's not sure you can heal. But let's say the the damage which influenced my 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 conscience uh, is gone. That if extreme things happens, I mean, I could certainly have an epilepsy because I have also adjusted my life to live a much more careful life. I'm not doing such a stressful job. I'm not um, exaggerating any longer. I I hardly drink liquor. I I don't smoke pot or anything like that. I mean, I don't 
provoke my 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 um, my system uh, or or my my uh, and and uh, which of course also has an influence. I'm eating like a textbook for for. For vegetarian, no, I'm not a vegetarian, but uh, I'm living very healthy life, right. which of course also has an influence. So if if I started misusing my my myself, maybe I could have an an, an epileptic at, at certain. But I, I, I'm sure I could take care of it and turn it into a a a, a primal. Mm-hmm. The problem is that some of these primal. The interesting thing uh, uh, over the last 20 years, and oh, let's say the last 10 years, is I've written a hell of a lot of blogs on... on uh, uh, I n- n- normally follow John's blogs and answered him, and you're sure you read some of them. Mm. Uh, I spent my time... That was my time with primary therapy. Where's my blogging? Uh, and... and uh, I, I'm very often there describing primers I had because I, uh, in in my blogs, yeah. I could see when I started playing the saxophone, I get, went into something new which really put pressure on me, and and I could have dreams about uh, turning into to to subtle uh, things which 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 I had we turned into to primal. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 um, that was one of the ways I communicated with Avart as well. Yeah. And for anybody listening to this who suffers with epilepsy and they're intrigued by your story, where, where's the place you point them to? What What's the first step that you suggest they take? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't know really. I mean, uh, they could read my book, of course. I don't want to say it because I want to sell it, because I'm, I didn't write it to sell it. I write it to, to, for my own memory, for my own family. So they, they, they knew what I've been through. Uh, if somebody can get something out of that, that's okay. I, I, I've been very careful uh, to give advice to people with epilepsy. Uh, there are so many reasons. It can, can have been allergy. It can have been an infection. It, it, it can, uh, I mean, an infection on the brain. It can have been a, a, a blow to the brain. So many, extremely many things can go wrong. And, and, and um, I remember I, I, I have uh, given speeches to the neuro, neurologic department of my main hospital. Uh, with all the neurologists and um, med- uh, doctors there. And they, I mean, I could say they were sweating all of them when I, I gave them a story. And they say, yeah, okay, it's fantastic what we hear, say, but we don't have these resources to do these things here. I mean, uh, they have 15 minutes to write the recipe uh, for you and, and put you into the Mia machine and see if something is physically wrong. I mean, what you are talking about is a treatment over years, months, and 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 uh, decades. Uh, how in hell we we are helpless? I mean, it's fantastic. We would love to do these things, but 
neither have the economy or the resources or the training uh, to do all these things. So uh, if that can give you an answer, the re re response from, from the, the, a, a group of very wise neurologists and medical doctors when they hear what I'm saying. Yeah. That's it. And I think Art had the same view on this. I mean, uh, at the beginning, he was very eager to do a lot of things of epilepsy, but I, 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 I told him it's not that easy, and he understood that, and it, he, he lowered his, his um, promotion for curing epilepsy. He lowered all his, his promises for curing uh, neurosis. So when, when the last five, six years, he said, well, this is not a four-month four uh, treatment. It's not a 10-year treatment. It's a 40-year treatment. It's a lifelong treatment. So if you want, once you got, you got in and understand your, your, the reason for your pain, you have to live with it. Yeah. So uh, that's my answer to your question, what do you say to epileptics? Yeah, if they can... Try to find out and figure out the reason for epilepsy. They should really try that. I I spent twenty years figuring, thinking about it, before I found the primal therapy. I don't I do, I don't think the primal institute helped me shit. I mean, the the person I I trusted was 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 Ortiz and Arthur Giano, or Arthur Giano's personality. He was an extreme personality. I mean, I, I for forty years he never ever said something would could 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 doubt what I was thinking about uh, about myself and what I was doing. He always said, "It's all in you, Jan. I I can't do anything. I can just support you and and listen to what you're saying." If I'm lucky enough, I I I I I I can help you into the feelings. I can't I can't advise you anything. All the advice are in you. And he lived that. He lived that. And the last blog I wrote to him about primal therapy, and I've, uh, 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 I don't know if you have read it. I, I uh, what was it called? Uh, a few words about primal therapy. I then I described. What it was all about, and and over forty years, he wrote immediately back me say, "That's exactly the way it was, Jan. Over forty years, primary therapy. Thank you for for saying it." Right, and, I, I, and I and I told him. I mean, he walked. He worked fifty years in a new neurotic with neurotic energy to help people with with neurosis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, neurotic himself. Yeah. And he accepted, I told him. I mean, you're neurotic yourself. You came from hell. And you, you were lucky enough to get that kind of neurosis where you could help others. Mm. And he accepted that. I mean, no problem. Yeah. Okay. So uh, he, uh, in himself, he wasn't the kind of guru many, many think he was. I mean, many, many they start groups now, and it, it's like there is, it's almost a, a Primal Arthur Jano religion, which isn't what he wanted. It wasn't certainly not art. No. Okay. Well, 
it's been a fascinating tour of your life's journey. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I hope for people listening to this, it's given them some insights into what uh, the, the primal process looks and feels like, um, what it takes. And it's all about one thing. I mean, there's another guru coming up and being famous these days, and that's uh, Jordan Peterson. And he normally, he, no, he often over and over says again, there's one thing to everything, and that is truth. You need to search for the truth, aim for the truth, and live for the truth. And that's what primary therapy is all about, I would say. Right. Find the, the truth will set you free. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Okay. Well, right. thank you once again for giving up your time um, and sharing so honestly. Um, well, thank you for listening to me. No, it's, uh, it's been a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much. The Being Human podcast was brought to you by First Human. For more on First Human's human-focused coaching and leadership programs, head to firsthuman.com.